Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello everyone, welcome to Hewitt Home, I'm Tracy Koga. Today it's all about finding that job, and it can be a daunting task. Mallory Pledger from Opportunities for Employment joins us here on the show to help you navigate through the waters of finding your first job. I want to give a big welcome to Mallory, welcome to Hewitt Home, Mallory, and let's talk as uh, we open things up about opportunities for employment. It is an amazing organization that has been around for quite a while, but you know, I, I think if we, you ask people in the city, a lot of people don't really know what you do and that you actually exist. So let's yeah. dispel all the myths and educate people. <laughs> for sure. Well, you know, you're right. Opportunities for Employment has been around for a long time. Um, and we traditionally haven't done much advertising uh, in the way of, you know, print ads or internet mm -hmm. advertising simply because, you know, we're a nonprofit and, and we don't have uh, a media team that mm -hmm. does that. However, in the last little bit with the help of social media um, and just being able to have a community online, we've been able to get the word out a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and we've had some partners in the community like Canada Goose and uh, you know the federal government that's helped us uh, create ads in the last little, uh, in the last couple of years that have helped us get some name recognition out there, which is appreciated. But to be honest, Tracy, when we ask our participants, you know, how they hear about us when they come to OFE, um, the bulk of the answers are, you know, I, I heard about you from a friend. Um, and that's really powerful stuff in terms of participants who come through programming and have found success and then are sharing that with other people. I mean, that's the best kind of advertising we could really hope for. So we hope that continues. Oh my goodness. Uh, let's talk about the broad, I guess, uh, the, the vast, I guess, array of programs that you have. I mean, we can't cover them all, but uh, in a nutshell, maybe you can go over some of the programs that are offered. Sure. Well, I mean, in general, we mm -hmm. help job seekers find meaningful employment, sustainable employment. Um, but recognizing that not everybody's journey is the same and not everybody faces, you know, the same barriers to employment or has the same skill levels. Um, we have programs for um, people on EIA, uh, government mm -hmm. benefits. We've got programs for persons with disabilities because their journey will look a little different as well. We've also the United Way funds um, an employment program that helps ex-offenders get um, 
find work, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and we also have different programs, again, for the single parents, that's something that's new. Um, but then also just for professionals and mature workers, we've got an, like a vast array of programs that people can take and um, also offer different kinds of programming. So in the last few years, we've really recognized that there are some employers and industries that really need workers and they're having fine like they're having trouble finding the right people and so what we've done at OFE is create courses that help these help people job seekers train up for these positions so we've got things like um, office training and customer service we've got support work that's been a big one over the last few years mm -hmm. especially during the pandemic um, we have manufacturing and production, so lots of different things to offer. It is a little, little overwhelming if you just kind of come through mm -hmm. the doors and say, you know, I need a job. We can, we can we've got this huge um, offering of things that we could really give to people. But um, what's great about our staff is when they meet you where you are, they ask a lot of questions. They prompt for to see where your skills are at, and mm -hmm. they do a really great job matching you to the right program. So. Um, so let's talk now, I guess, about areas of employment uh, and people that need jobs. So it, talking about the Indigenous and newcomer communities, to, uh, does OFI really support these communities too as well in finding meaningful work? Mm -hmm. And yes, for sure. It's <laughs> um, a great question. Um, a lot of our clients are really representative of the community. So mm -hmm. we do have um, a, a program for newcomers um, that teaches about the Canadian workplace culture because it is different. If you're coming yeah. from overseas, you'll find <laughs> that um, you know there's such a thing as culture shock. And so it's really important that our newcomers understand what the Canadian workplace is like. Um, and it's very helpful if you look online, lots of really great reviews about that course. Um, but we also do have um, a course for Indigenous youth, um, which is really great. Um, and also the, the program that I manage is for single parents, but okay. the around 79% of our demographic uh, are Indigenous women. And so it is really reflective of our Winnipeg community um, in all of our programming that we reflect all the different diverse groups. Um, something that's important though about our facilitators and how they approach those kind of communities is um, we've been doing a lot of learning about Indigenous mm -hmm. communities and um, you know how they what their perspective is on things like reconciliation and approaches to work um, and things like that and family and community and so our facilitators, facilitators are really great at bringing those perspectives into the classroom so that the learning is really impactful and um, they actually get something out of it. And, and that can apply to everyone, right, from all different kinds of communities. So yeah, we do our best for sure. Well, and that is so important. Now let's talk maybe about mental health and wellness because I guess that comes hand in hand now with employment and making people make sure or feel, making sure that they feel safe, right, in the workplace. Mm -hmm. And um, that's something that OFE's recognized uh, from the very beginning. So we actually have um, staff on site called, uh, it's a motivational uh, counselor. 
And so motivation is a huge part of working, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so a lot, a lot of people um, throughout the years, especially during the pandemic, have had to face a lot of mental challenges and emotional barriers and things like that. Um, and so at OFE, we've got um, a counselor that's there to walk a person through all of their issues and their challenges and help them resolve that um, in a way that they can take accountability for because that's a huge part of you know being able to have good life management skills um so it's not it's not just about getting a job it really yeah. is you know that holistic approach to understanding that you know your mental well-being and your physical well-being are all very important wow that and so we're learning things as we go along here I, it, so the process is huge so maybe walk us through mallory like if you're just new or whatever you, and you're coming here and, and i need a job what are some of the first steps at you know it's, it's funny because the other day i was taking the elevator in our building and a woman came and she said i just arrived in winnipeg and i and my friend said uh to come here because i need a job and i said oh that's great well you know how long have you been in winnipeg and she said this is my second day and i thought wow what an honor um and so we set her up on the fourth floor and really it's it's just as simple tracy as is coming to the front door and saying you know I'm new here, I need a job, um, or I've been looking for work for a long time is something that we hear, or I've been applying for jobs for weeks and I, I'm not getting anywhere. Um, and oftentimes people can't really express what they need, they just know I need a job. Um, mm -hmm. And so our employment services advisors are at the front desk and they're really great about asking a lot of questions from beginning to end. So, you know, what are your skills like? Um, essentially, you would go through our registration process, mm -hmm. um, fill out our, our intake forms and things like that, and you would sit down with an advisor who would really determine what you need um, in terms of employment, in terms of, you know, our, our um, offerings range so much from maybe sometimes people just need a resume and they don't know how to make one. So they come and ask, you know, like, I, can you help me with a resume? Um, and so our service advisors are really great for, yep, okay, so I'm going to make sure that your employment consultant knows that. Um, oh, you're looking for a job in, you know, office training, but you don't have a lot of Microsoft Word experience. I will make a note of that and your employment, cons your employment consultant can sign you up for those kind of courses. So it's really about figuring out where people are when they come in and mm -hmm. filling the gaps in between where they want to be. Um, and so it really does start with the employment service advisors. They do all the groundwork, um, all the digging, the registering. Um, they, they're with you from beginning to end in that process. And then you get set up with an employment consultant typically, depending on what program you're in. Um, and that is your point of contact. So the person that you can go to for the resume, for interview preparation advice, for you know job application advice to help you figure out what classes you want and need. So it, it really starts from there. Um, our it's a very complex kind of, there's lots of things going on in the background, but our employment consultants are really great at just making sure they get you from point A to point B and you don't have to worry about all that background stuff, so. Amazing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you're gonna have a, a lot more people coming through your doors. Oh, I um, hope so. And, and through COVID and the pandemic, how has things changed um, at OFE? or have they well, changed? For sure, yeah. When 
pre-pandemic, all of our um, course offerings and, and our staff were all on-site and mm -hmm. all of our work as staff members was all in person. And that was a huge part of how we conducted our business. Um, when the pandemic came, um, we had to pivot for sure. Like all, like all other businesses in the city, um, we had to change and adapt. And so our facilitators moved their course offerings online. Um, thank goodness for technology because we were able to have, you know, virtual classrooms and be able to deliver that same um, content virtually. Um, but not only that, we, we immersed ourselves in kind of um, all of the things that were going on online and brought that to the classroom. So we were actually training participants on how to conduct interviews on Zoom, right? So like yes. making sure your background is nice, <laughs> making sure you can hear, like your microphone is working, that you don't have a filter on your face yeah. and all these kind of things that you kind of take for granted. Um, we had brought into the classroom, which was great. Um, and we also learned that, you know, for participants who, especially now that we're kind of coming to the end mm -hmm. of all of our restrictions, we know that there are still some people who are a little hesitant to mm -hmm. come back into the building. Um, you know, and I think some of our staff still offer, um, you know, like Zoom meetings and things like that, which have been really helpful. Um, for our program specifically with our single parents. So with the pandemic, we've, mm -hmm. You know, we've seen, especially in our community, that we've had remote learning. We've had, um, you know, daycares kind of restricting hours and closing. And so a huge challenge for our parents is that if a kid gets sick or has a symptom, they yeah. they need to be home with their kids. And so the virtual part of this um, has really allowed us to be able to continue to mm -hmm. engage those participants and keep them active because um, I think we know that if we're isolated just as human beings from those things, it's, we lose it's motivation hard. really quickly. Yes, right? no doubt. And so, yeah, Zoom has been really great for us <laughs> in being able to keep oh. those people coming and engaged um, despite what's going on in their personal lives. So and here it's changed I, a lot. Yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. Here I thought that we were all Zoomed out, but I guess <laughs> sadly not. And hey, we're doing it now. Anyways, yeah. that's the beauty of it. Well, we're mm -hmm. going to take a short break, Mallory, but when I come back, I want to talk about the new program that you're heading up, the single parent program. And I think that is like really, really something that is not only important, but it's a way of life now. So we're going to get into that when we come back. But right now, folks, we're going to take a short break and I am going to sit down with a wonderful young woman. She's local. She's an entrepreneur. She is one of the guest speakers or as um, part of the guest panel at this wonderful event, the Winnipeg Women's Conference that was held at the beginning of March. So we're going to find out how she can possibly organize your life. So that's coming right up right here on Hewitt Home. like holistic health. Yeah. Uh, no, it's about organizing. <laughs> and I think when you say that word, the big O, organizing yeah. we ta we're talking about, it scares us. Yeah, yeah, totally. And people are immediately, they are either excited by it or they are immediately apologetic. Like, I, I'm not very good at that. You know, I'm so sorry. Please don't 
don't look, you know. I know. So I get both of those side of the spectrum. Okay, so now would you call yourself like OCD or like, oh, I gotta have everything organized or is this totally something that just comes natural? Yeah, well, I think I, it's, when I was a very little kid, um, I my room was disgusting like every other teenager, right? Um, but I loved that feeling of when everything was put back into place and I felt like I could relax and I wanted to be in there. So I, I totally relate to my clients on that level that I understand what it's like to be in chaos. And I have three little children. So like, we, we're a mess most of the time because that's real life. Uh, what you see on Instagram is staged, right? Most of the time. Um, but I would say it comes naturally to me to enjoy it. But the work and the maintenance part, you know, that it does, it takes time. So I'm not always picture perfect, I guess. <laughs> Again, it's just being so apologetic yeah. about the mess. Yeah. So what are some of the main things, and I know that probably you're going to discuss that too, but mm. what are some of the main questions or some of the main things that you see constantly over and over again? Well, I think I like to say to every, we see a lot of young families, which is surprising. I kind of was expecting my ideal client to be older and have more of the income to support, you know, having an organizer come, but it's not. It's young families who are completely overwhelmed, they're doing a million different things, that everybody's working, you know, we're expected now to work, to also have a great career and keep your home perfect and make homemade meals from local, you know, market, whatever. Like there's so much expectation that we're supposed to do all these things well. So most of the time I'm seeing families who just cannot keep up. And they, they physically can't keep up with the toy clutter, the paperwork that comes home. No one teaches you really how to do filing in school, right? No. So <laughs> we're, we're like inundated with way more than the previous generations were. We're expected to do a lot more than previous generations. Um, and so now keeping a home is not just about inviting people over, you know, it's now everything has to be perfect and you have to be great at your job now too, right? So impossible high standards that nobody can meet, and that's when we're called in. Wow, it's yeah. interesting that you say that we're actually a lot, there's a lot more on our plate than say oh, our, our moms or anything totally. like that. Yeah, and it's not just, it's expected. And then we get from the other generation, well, why do you need help? Why do you need a housekeeper to come in? Why should, you know, and then, but they don't, they don't see because the pressure is different than it was for them where they just had to, you know, I mean, not just, they had a lot of pressure too, they were breaking ceilings yes. and all that, but the expectation is so much different now. So when you and your team, and I will get that onto your team too as well, Sarah, but when you come in and you do your job. Yep. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What do you see afterwards? Or do you just, okay, see ya, bye, nice meeting ya. <laughs> sometimes. So long. Yeah, but. no, sometimes I would say, you know, our clients are, they're working from home or they're not there and we kind of do what we need to get done and then we'll leave a little pile of like, this, this is your homework. 
Um, but a lot of the times our clients are involved and most of the time they're like, I could never have done this by myself. This would have taken me days or weeks. Um, and then the feeling afterwards is they, we take before and after photos for obviously social media, but also because our clients forget what it looked like before and when we're done. And they're like, I can't believe this is the same space. So that sense of relief is immediately. And I love people. I've always loved people. And I've always tried to figure out how to help them practically. And this is such a practical application of, you know, helping people's minds become more free and clear because you're, you're physically doing that, right? Yes. So, yeah, it's a wonderful. It's wonderful to see their reactions. It's not always like the TV shows. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. But most of the time they're, they're stunned and, yes. and so grateful. And they'll maybe book one session and then they wind up booking three more because they've uh -huh. loved that feeling being yes. free. Being right. free, yeah. and then also it's that gratification. You see right. a definite before and after. Yeah, it's immediate. I know. Yeah. 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 So they love that. So uh, during this whole period of we haven't been able to see each other or whatever, <laughs> and we kind of think, okay, I'm going to do spring cleaning for the last two years, but yeah. nothing happens. How has that affected your business? Has that increased or maybe it hasn't? We, yeah, so we always say you got the COVID bump or the slump, right? And we hit the bump, but the bump. Um, people are so tired of their space that they're like, something has to change. Whereas before, you're going to work from eight to five, you're coming home, you're maybe bringing dinner home because you've got it on the way home. And you only see your space maybe six, eight, 12 hours a day. Whereas now people are in their homes 24 hours a day. So that thing that was driving them crazy two years ago is now making them insane. So. So we have we set up so many home offices because people are transitioning home, mm -hmm. um, and we do so many play spaces because kids are at home so much more. And I think people are doing less because mm -hmm. they're not, you know, they're finding that busyness that we were caught up in wasn't life giving. No. So they're okay to be home, but now that means it needs to be tidy <laughs> and clean. So, so yeah, I think we we have we have seen an increase. Uh, because of that, which is wonderful for us, obviously, but it's been very hard for our clients. Oh, yes. Well, yeah. and then that's why, you know, Three Pines comes into work. That's right. Uh, so let's switch it now over to you, Sarah, and your personal journey. Uh, and I kind of think of you as, as the whole package. You're, uh, you're an entrepreneur, you know, you have your own business, but you're a mom, you have a family, yeah. and then you also have your own personal yeah. health journey, too, as yeah. well. Yeah, so right as I was getting this idea to start a business, and it was starting to take off, and my husband's a web developer, so he, you know, he was doing all the things to get me going. And um, right before I had booked my first client, I went into the hospital with stomach cramps and pains. Mm -hmm. They sent me home, saying it was probably just a flu, and I went back the next night, because I knew it was just not mm -hmm. normal. Um, and I remember the ER, doc saying we found something and it's probably cancer and I mean we I was thinking maybe I have appendicitis or you know yeah. food poisoning yeah um, and my son was two at the time so I had a two a five and a seven year old um, and my husband and I just I just said gotta call my mom I guess <laughs> like I don't know what to do and I was in emergency surgery the next morning they removed cancer and um, I had to have chemotherapy 
for 12 months, well, nine months. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah, and this was right as I was starting a business. So oh. it was, but I, I think the business in a lot of ways kept me afloat. Um, yes. I had something to focus on that I wasn't, when I was with my clients, I wasn't sick. Mm -hmm. I was a helper. Yeah. Um, my kids did not care that I was sick. They no. still needed their lunch. <laughs> um, so that really normalized things. They, mm -hmm. they made things feel like yeah. normal life, right? Yes. Yeah. So it was hard, but also manageable. Um, but crazy, like, if you kind of look at oh, it back now. Crazy. Like yeah. I did crazy things that I look back now and like, that. why did not someone stop me? <laughs> like I remember walking, I had yeah. an infusion bottle of chemotherapy and I had to stop by a client's house and I'm connected to chemo while I'm surveying the pantry and I'm like, this is insane. <laughs> um, but it's like what you do when you're faced with trauma essentially mm -hmm. is your brain goes into hyper survival and those are, I needed my kids and my tribe mm -hmm. and I was still trying to take care of a business. So you just kind of go into survival mode um, and anybody, anybody can do that, I think. It just takes hard circumstance, which well, we've had. And if you kind of look at it now in hindsight, maybe perhaps that did help you totally. to overcome. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, nobody likes that breaking process, right? Mm -hmm. But everything that grows life, like a seed has to break for it to grow. Bread has to break for us to eat it. There's so many things that have to break before growth comes. And I think had I not had that experience, my empathy levels would not be as high. Um, I think my clients would see me as perfectly put together until I tell them I'm not, you know, mm -hmm. that I, the mental health effects that have come after chemo and cancer have been crippling. Um, so I think it puts me on an even level with people. And, you know, it's, you, you don't have a story, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, you, you do, you can definitely have a story without cancer, but I think it's a difficulty and what you do with it that mm -hmm. makes you relatable yes. to people. Yes, So totally. that's where it's taken us. Oh, wow. No, it is, it is an inspiring story. Well, and you. I mean, for so many other women, right, that might be in the middle of chemotherapy, that might be in, you know, some other, facing some other yes. illness. Yeah. And mental health is crucial. Yeah. And I think, obviously, having a clean space that's organized would make anybody's mental health feel totally. a lot better. Yeah. What do you hope? for yourself as, as a presenter, um, Sarah, that women take away from mm -hmm. you? You know, of course, as a business woman, but yeah. Yeah. on a personal note. I think I, my goal all the time with my social media, with my clients, is I want people to be encouraged um, that they're not alone, that there is community, and to find the right people that surround ourselves. So often we get stuck thinking, you know, the people that maybe are not so great for us are the, are the best we can get, but I would say there's so many people out there who want to work for you and want to, um, you know, want to make your dream happen with you, so to find the right community, and also that we just have to get back up, that the people who are successful are not the most talented, they're not the most, you know, eloquent, they're the people who just continually get knocked down and get back up. and. So that's kind of what I, I hope people, you know, that they realize it doesn't matter how big the obstacle is, you just have to get back up after it. Try again.
with single parents receiving EIA benefits um, here in Winnipeg and their primary barrier to employment is lack of childcare. Um, and I don't know if anecdotally you've ever spoken to a parent about trying to find childcare when they are coming off a mat leave or, or something like that, but um, it is a, a difficult task. Um, and, and that's just for normal people, right? It's, it's hard to find reliable um, daycare in the community. Um, and I think we know to our province and the federal government has uh, really done a lot of work into trying to create more spaces and um, make childcare available to more people and affordable. Um, and so this single parent employment pro program is um, very closely aligned with that in that we help single parents go from um, stay at home parents to working parents um, with the hope that sustainable, meaningful employment will impact their families. Um, and it's done just that. If you could hear, and I maybe I'll share some of the stories mm -hmm. with you as we go, but um, some of the great things that we've heard, Tracy, from our participants is, you know, one participant got a job just before Christmas and she came to check in with us and she said, This is the first year I'll be able to splurge on Christmas gifts for my daughter. And it was, just things like that are really, really meaningful to us um, and help us continue going. Um, and we had another participant who, after a few months, if we checked in and she, you know, was taking her daughter on a road trip to the mountains. It was their first vacation. And those are some pretty incredible stories and some pretty incredible impact. And so it really motivates what we do. Um, but essentially, in a partnership with uh, another organization in the city called Taking Charge, we they provide um, short-term childcare for children so that the parents can come and do full-time programming uh, between them and OFE. So it's about a 12-week program, um, but they learn a lot of pre-employment skills, things like life management, stress management, communication, um, you know, parenting, all okay. these kind of things that we really take for granted. Um, and then they come to OFE and they do employment related training. So again, depending on what kind of things that they, you know, want to do in terms of job goals, we offer office training, we help them with resume development, interview skills, um, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and by the end of it, the transformation is incredible. Just seeing them go from someone, um, and typically a lot of our participants who are in this program um, have been out of work for a while, right? At home raising children um, and so it's been a number of years before they've worked um, and they come through the program and seeing them you know come in with a lot of hesitation a lot of reservations but just knowing that you know they want something more mm -hmm. when they come to the end of programming their confidence is much higher they're 
energetic and excited about what they can accomplish. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing. So we're very excited to be able to um, deliver the program to Winnipeg. And we really hope that, yeah, more people take advantage of it because it's really great. Oh, I was going to ask, do you have um, any single fathers, like uh, males in your program? <laughs> we do. Um, I, they're not uh, as uh, common, <laughs> yeah. we, but we have had a few. Um, and it's great to have them in the classroom um, and have that dynamic as mm -hmm. well, because um, I think you just, they just balance each other out. And another great thing about this program is, so it's cohort based, which means that every every so often we'll run a class. And so this group of people is together for 12 weeks. Um, and the great thing is they build a community, right? And so because they're kind of all in programming for the same reason, they're looking for a job, they're single parents, they're receiving EIA benefits. Um, they all get to talking and they all form this really great bond um, and are able to support one another. Um, and, I, and I think too, something that we found is our participants because they are receiving EIA and have a number of different challenges. Something that they they typically told us that they lack is community and support. And mm -hmm. so they get that from each other at OFE um, and they get it from our staff. And so, yeah, it's it's really fun to be a part of. Oh my goodness. Well, I, it's sort of, you know, comes all full circle that you're really encompassing everything because family is so important. Uh, Mallory, it, I guess in your years of, or, you know, in your experience of being there, what are some of the more important or crucial things that people need to know or, you know, or have the skill set for? Um, so something that we, some things that we think are really important in terms of employability, in terms of, you know, being able to find a job and keep a job aren't actually things that people think of um, in terms of like resumes. Some things that we've identified that are important are things like communication, um, even attitude, um, motivation. These are all really intrinsic things, but that can still be built up over time. But in talking with a lot of employers over the years, um, they've really said that these things are important to them too, because you can, you know, you can train people up for any job, really, but you know, to find the right person that is eager to work or that has the right attitude or um, is honest, even when they're struggling, you know, and, and can ask questions and communicate. Um, someone that has good stress management skills, um, things like that are really important. Um, and so I would say uh, that it's a really good idea to kind of look inward and reflect, do some reflecting on, you know, if you have you typically had trouble in the past holding a job down to really reflect on, you know, maybe what went wrong in those jobs and having a little bit of humility in seeing, you know, maybe the employer did, you know, make some mistakes, but maybe I did too. And so what were they? Um, and again, our, our staff at OFE are trained to see those different kind of behaviors and actions and they give our participants feedback and it's a consistent feedback loop because it really is important, right? It's not about just the job, it's about keeping the job as well. And all of those things are, are critical in being able to do those things. In your mind, how, do, how are we doing with employment? Are we, you know, ahead of the game? Are we struggling? Mm -hmm. Well, that's a great question. Um, just in terms of what we have seen, um, the pandemic just like everyone, um, we had taken a dip in terms of 
you know, people coming mm-hmm. through the doors. Um, but employers really are looking for people and they are struggling to find people. And so what we've seen over the last few years is that um, per- our employers are more willing to work with uh, people that have maybe rigid schedules or that have less experience. Um, and so in one way, I do think that that is a good thing because it's kind of broadened people's perspectives. Um, Mm -hmm. For job seekers, it's brought in their perspectives on the kind of jobs um, they can do that they maybe weren't open to doing before. Um, Employers are more, you know, open to working with different kinds of candidates and really checking in with lots of different people. Um, And I think that it makes for a diverse uh, workplace. Um, And I think that they're, I think that we're, we're kind of coming up on, um, going uphill in terms of, you know, people re-entering the workforce, things are changing so fast um, and they've continued to change, right? So people are moving into different positions. Um, There's a lot of fluidity going on in the labor market, but it it seems all to be starting to go well, which is great. Yeah. Oh, well, there's so many exciting things happening. And for more information, where can people go, not only to find a job, but, you know, and maybe they even would, you know, like to maybe work at oh, Opportunities for, sure. for Employment? Oh, yes. Well, you can you can find all that information at uh, OFE.ca. Uh, we even have a live chat feature. So if you have any burning questions that you need answered, um, our staff is available to chat with you. Um, and we also have a blog on that page as well for a lot of job search tips. And so if you're not really ready to dive into, um, you know, the job search and you're not really sure if you want to take advantage of our services, that's totally fine. We've got um, some advice online um, and yeah, we're, we're totally ready to help. All of our contact information is there, um, but you can also find us. If you want to just come pop in, um, you, you can come and find us right next to the Canada Life Center right on Portage Avenue there. Yes, you've got a big sign there. I've seen it all yeah. the time. <laughs> oh, well, it was so nice speaking with you, Mallory. And thank you to Opportunities for Employment for continuing on and doing the work that you all do. And uh, yes, if you're looking for a job, well, that should be the first place that you go to. Thank you so much, Mallory. Thank you so much, Tracy. So the Hive is a climbing and fitness facility, so we're bouldering only, which means no ropes or harnesses. We use mats for protection. The four pillars of our business are climbing, education, health and wellness, and community, and those aspects all kind of come together to create like a five-star climbing experience. We want to give a very special thank you to all of our guests on today's show and leave you with this question. What would be your dream job? We want to know, so send us an email to hello at ilikehugh.com or you could message us on Facebook and Instagram at ilikehugh. But for now, stay safe and healthy and we'll see you next time on You at Home. Do, 
did, Will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.